Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. Thank you for joining me today. Faith in the Morning exists to help you start your day with faith and encouragement. So however you're watching or listening or streaming, I'm so glad that you're a part. You know, this week we've been sharing messages from earlier this year to help you go into the new year. And today I want to share with you some interviews. But before we do, one of the things we'll share tonight during our midweek experience is about the favor of God and how God has favor for you and you walk in favor in 2023 is going to cause you to experience extreme goodness of God. And what we covered in May of this year was someone walking in your calling, developing, going further in your call. And one of the things that's been on my heart for the longest now is being able to interview different people and bring their stories with you. And I was able to do that so many times this year on our Faith in the Morning podcast. And I want to share with you some of the podcast interviews today that I've done with friends and elders and mentors over this past year that can encourage you so that you can live the life God has for you and go through into 2023 full of faith and hope. So if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, and if you're newer to our podcast, welcome. We have people listening from all over. So listen to these podcast interviews today and be encouraged. Purpose. So it is my honor to have on the Faith in Morning podcast, Miss Denise Renner. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be with me today, Miss Denise. Thank you so much. Carrie, thank you so much for inviting me to be with you because it's a great privilege for me to, that you would invite me and to speak to your audience. Oh, thank you so much. Can you share with me more about the heart behind this book, Unstoppable? Can you share you know, kind of what the Lord will stir in your heart as you began to write this book? Well, I would just love to. You know, Carrick, I think that more than ever maybe. We need this message of, of being unstoppable because there's so many roadblocks and, and, and hindrances that the enemy wants to use to, to stop us. And it's to stop what's on the inside of us, the greater ones on the inside of us. So the greater ones greater than any pressure coming from the outside, but we have to be unstoppable to push through those difficulties and those roadblocks because the enemy is a deceiver and he will tell us through different methods, through different messages, through media, through our friends, through the opinions of others, through fear, through offense, he will try to get us to stop. And he wants us to stop because he's so intimidated by what is on the inside of us, because it's definitely greater than what is in this world. But if we believe, if we believe that what's inside of us is not so great, we will listen to the lies, the lies of fear, the lies of offense, and the lies of the opinions negative opinions of others and even the negative opinions that we can have about ourselves. Oh, that's good. So let's talk about those negative opinions because those negative opinions <laughs> seem to stop a lot of people from fulfilling God's plan for their life and walking in their purpose. And you know, I know you share about this in your book, but what's one of the things you share that helps people overcome those negative opinions and live unstoppable? Well, I think the one thing that helps us overcome negative opinions is looking at the life of Jesus. Because if anyone suffered or was attacked 
and he was he suffered and and felt every temptation that we have been tempted with the bible says in hebrews chapter 4 verses 15 and 16 that we don't have a high priest that can't can't be touched with the feelings of our infirmities he can be touched and that we're to come boldly before him because he has been tempted in every single way that we've been tempted he identifies with us though he never sinned and so if we look at him we can get good great courage from what he did when negative opinions came to him and in my book i talk so much about in John chapter seven, I don't know how many opinions came against him in one day. He was, he's, the people said he's good. People said he deceives others. The people said, I didn't know that, uh, you know, he was so smart. Other people said, I, under, I don't understand why he's not already been arrested. I mean, so many opinions pressing in on him and as I read those scriptures I said Lord you didn't stop you did not stop and if you go to the end of chapter seven it's just that all those people they just went home with all their opinions and Jesus went to the Mount of Olives to seek the Lord and the next day all those opinions they didn't stop him he, that's when he delivered that delivering message to that woman that was caught in adultery. And there's so much power. I want to say to your audience, Carrick, that there's so much power in them. They have the answers that people need. But the enemy, he'll try to stop you from giving it. And that's exactly what he was trying to do with those opinions of all those people that were coming against Jesus, trying to stop him. If, if he had been intimidated by them, he would have never stood up to the rich religious leaders in, in chapter eight of John, and he would have never had the compassion and power to speak to the woman who was caught in adultery with shame and guilt and condemnation, maybe hate, embarrassment, and deliver her. And I believe that on the inside of us is something so great if we just recognize it and obey the Lord and just say, no, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to the opinions of all these people. And I'm going to say no to the negative opinions that are trying to come into my mind. And another example, which is so amazing, when Jesus delivers the, the man with all those demons, you know, over 6,000 demons, in the last verse of that a chapter, it sounds like that just the way the words are written, I don't have my Bible in front of you, me, I'm sorry. But it, it sounds like that they were going to, uh, you know, receive Jesus and this man's been delivered and if you read those last words, it says, and they said, leave our city. And when I saw that, I said, Lord, you were rejected 
by a whole city. Now, probably you that I'm speaking to, you've never been rejected by a whole city. I've never been rejected by a whole city. But Jesus just continued. And another powerful example is David. I love the example of David when he's facing Goliath. And his big brother, who would have had authority in his life, he accuses David of being prideful and insolent and that he's just there to see the battle. He puts David down because David was asking, what's the reward? What's the reward here of the one that kills the giant? And this older brother, his oldest brother, Eliab, he speaks against David. And the scriptures say, David turned. It doesn't say he got offended. Doesn't say he argued with him. Doesn't say he got his hurt. His feelings were hurt. It says he turned. And, and Carrick, I love that. Because that's what we have to do sometimes is just turn, not speak, but just turn from the negative opinions of others because they are going to come, especially if you're trying to move forward into something new that God's, that God's bringing you into. And I know I'm speaking to somebody right now. God's trying to bring you into something new. And you've been saying yes to him, but the opinions of the other people and people you respect even are trying to come against you or put you down, just like they did to David. And we've got to do what David did. We've got to just turn. You know, that wasn't the end for David that day. He had other opinions that were even higher than Eliab's. It was Saul, the king, the most powerful man that David could think of, the king. He said to him, you can't do this. Who do you think you are? You cannot do this. But David said, I've got a history, king. I fought a lion and I fought a bear. And I want to encourage you because if you're pressing forward in God, you've probably, probably already fought a lion and a bear, so to speak. You've already had victories. Don't forget those. Don't forget those when somebody comes up and says, you can't do that. I've watched you. You can't do that. You're going to fail just like you did the last time. You remember what you've done with God. That's what David did. And finally, David had to face the biggest one, which was Goliath himself. <laughs> and Goliath said, I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds. And David said, no, you're not. I'm going to feed your flesh to the birds. And he stood up. And I want to encourage you. Oh, I feel the presence of God right now. I want to encourage you that as we stand up as believers, we agree with the word of God. We agree with the anointing of God. And maybe 
we don't have the results we want yet. But when we stand up and we identify with the spirit of God and with the word of God, that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. His power comes and we can face our enemy and overcome just like David did. Hey Amen. That's so good. It's so much you shared and I hope everybody listening, watching you, grabbing onto this. It's so much wisdom and encouragement for all of us to go for what God has for us. Now, Ms. Denise, in one of the chapters, you said that unforgiveness poisons our supply. And I know if our supply is poison, we can't move forward in our purpose. Can you share more about that? You know, I can because I had to face that myself. I really came through a place of being offended and bitterness, and I didn't know how to get out, and I didn't know how to get out for quite a long time. And it, it caused some sickness in my body. My hands were painfully cold uh, all the time. I mean, all the time. My feet were painfully cold all the time. I had tremendous fear. I mean, I'm sorry to say this to all your viewers, but I had three times where I had panic attacks and I felt like that the walls were closing in on me. This is not right. This is not how a Christian is supposed to live. But I didn't, didn't have step one. I didn't have step two. I didn't have step three. I didn't have step four. I didn't know how to get out of this. But I knew one thing. I knew that the answer was Jesus, and I knew that the word of God was going to strengthen me and help me. So I would not, I would not refuse his word. In fact, my face was buried in the word of God every day, seeking his presence and seeking the answer. I was seeking for quite a while. And it came about that one man of God spoke to me and prophesied to me. By this time, I was in such a struggle with my physical body, having all this pain. And I remember one strategic moment before this man spoke to me. It was in the middle of the night. I was having sleepless nights, which went with all this torment. And I held on to the sink and in this hotel. And I held on to that sink. And I said, God, I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why I'm in this battle. I don't know why I'm in this struggle. But God, I am not letting go of you. And it wasn't very long out of, after that that this man of God spoke to me. And he said, he looked at me. I had just sung. And he said, that was really beautiful. I said, thank you. He, and he pointed at me. And he said, you're a very sensitive person. And I said, yes. And he said, you have broken places on the inside of you. And he said, in 24 hours, you're gonna wake up in a different world. Well, in those 24 hours, I was able to see my situation from another perspective that I had bitterness and I had unforgiveness in my heart. I just thought that person needed to change. I thought that person was my problem. That person wasn't my problem. Unforgiveness and bitterness was my problem. 
That's what was making me sick, not that person. And so I was able to see from another perspective. And I asked this person to forgive, to, I asked this person to forgive me and I forgave this person. I went to bed that night. It, it was like Jesus put his invisible hand on the inside of me and he just took out all the tentacles of bitterness and unforgiveness and resentment and fear, great fear. And he just brought them up out of my heart and he completely delivered me in the night. And just like that prophet said to me, I woke up the next morning and I'm here to tell you, I did wake up in a different world. My hands were absolutely normal. My feet, no pain, no coldness. I was absolutely normal. And my mind was absolutely normal. He delivered me in that night. And because I had that struggle with unforgiveness so much, that's why I just passionately preach to others that if they can, to keep seeking him and seeking him and seeking him and, and not give up because he is the answer. And by his spirit, he will reveal to you exactly what you need to know to get out of that trap. And why would he do that? Because he loves you so, so much. And it says, that not that he doesn't say he's going to draw to a perfect heart. It says he's going to draw close to a contrite heart. It says he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. You can see that through my story, I sure was not perfect. I had a long way to go, but he wasn't touching me because I was perfect. He was coming to me because I was drawing close to him. He was coming to me, not because of my perfect heart, but because of my contrite heart. And he brought his delivering power. Wow, praise, thank you, thank you, thank you sharing with us before we go can you pray for everybody listening and watching i would love to father i thank you for every single person that's listening for the privilege of being on this broadcast lord and father i just reach my hands out to this precious audience god your presence is right there to touch them exactly where they are your presence is living on the inside of them. You've not rejected them no matter what they're going through. As they draw close to you, you're drawing close to them. I thank you for your holy presence that's touching them right now. Lord, we thank you for mercy and grace to come and reveal those hidden things that they so much need to know and understand just like I did, Lord. Father, we just thank you. Lord, we give you all the praise. 
and we say, there's no one like you. You're the only one. You're the only one who can touch the inside of our broken heart and deliver us and heal us. And we magnify the holy name of Jesus that's been lifted up above every other name that's named. And we give you the glory for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you. So I've known Brandon now. It's been a wow it's it's up there it's way over 10 years easily easy and, yeah uh, we've known each other for a while from ministry meetings to theme parks to everywhere in between and hanging out uh he's a man of god who's anointed he has a strong gift from god and he has a message that i want him to share with you today he just came out with a brand new book last month called Cor courage you can hear about it today but i'm gonna let him share i'm not gonna talk about it i'm gonna let him share so brandon go ahead and take it away bro yes thank you pastor carrick you know i love appreciate you um i consider you know you know faith in the morning we're we're one big faith family uh i, I truly sense that uh, by the spirit we um we are all in this together. We're all people that love Jesus, that loves his word and loves his presence. And uh, I'm just so thankful to, to be a part of this time. And, and I'm excited. Like you, like you said, you know, we, we go way back. And even before ministry was even in my heart, you know, God has a plan for each and every one of us. I always tell people, not just for preachers that hold the microphone, but for every one of us, we're all called to be preachers. The word preach means to proclaim or declare the goodness of God. And we've known each other way before I even had that in my heart. You know, the Lord called my life into ministry. Yeah, I grew up in a Christian home. Yeah, I grew up in a ministry family. But I, and I, I sense that in my heart. Brandon, I've called you for this time. I've called you to be a preacher. I've called you to be a minister. And like you said, I have a new book that just came out, Courage. And it's literally a message from heaven. The Lord, I went to a classroom in heaven and I, and I, and I learned, I saw courage. I saw King David and, and my life was truly transformed. But before I had this heavenly encounter, I was, I was consumed with courage all throughout the Bible, men and women of God, who God have called, who God abused. And yeah, there was times that were very trying, but they had courage to trust in God. And that in my life, you know, when I knew the Lord called me into ministry and to, and to step out, you could say on the water, I had to have courage. I knew about faith. I, I, I knew about faith. You know, you believe in your heart, say with your mouth. And, and I was doing that. But at the same time, it was like I, I felt this desperate need, this desperate. I had a void in my life. I needed courage. And I saw all throughout the uh, scriptures, Pastor Carrick, about courage and how we can even pray for courage. How Paul said, pray for me that I might have utterance, that I may speak the word boldly as I ought to speak. And then Proverbs 28, one, it says, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. So I started to pray for courage. I started to ask the Lord for courage in, in ministry and in, in walking in faith and, and doing what God's called me to do because naturally I couldn't do it and let me tell you, God, we serve a God who answers our prayers. 
He answered my prayers. So this is the book, Courage, A Message from Heaven. Like I said, I shared about vision, about courage, but even way before that, what the Lord showed me about courage and um, different stories and examples of even in ministry where I had to have courage because it looked impossible. I could have, I could have, you know, quit, but like how the Lord showed me to have courage and how there always is a breakthrough at that, you know, into the tunnel. So I'm really, I'm excited about this. I know it's going to help people to walk in the courage that heaven wants us to walk in. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about that encounter. I remember when you first shared about it a few years ago and some of the people who've been at my church faith center know they've heard that story, but it's such a wonderful story. You know, the journey you've been on and some of the journey I've been privileged to witness to and just how that um, I, I was talking to uh, actually a number of people about this. There's been times I've watched you minister and I'm like, you know, this is the guy I know we've hung out together. We've done fun things together. And then I yeah. watch when that gift comes upon you. And I mean, there's even times when you were preaching a message and I even paused a message like, whoa, the gift. I could see that switch and that anointing on you to deliver this message and deliver other messages. But I know you've had heavenly encounters before, visitations before, but can you tell us more specifically about this visitation to heaven that you took? Yeah, so when, like I said, I was studying um, courage a lot. I was really, I had a hunger for the word of God like I never had before. And I'm just studying about courage. But at the same time, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a relationship with someone. It's not my wife. This is before I met my wife. And like I said, God has a plan for each and every one of us, a path. And the Hebrew talks about a Derek. And, and I knew the path that I was on wasn't a good path. I knew it wasn't what God had for me. Like I said, I knew he called me to, to be a minister, to preach. But this path that I was on was totally not that path. It would have taken me away from what God had for me. But it, it was it was a struggle because, you know, um, I, I needed courage to make that decision to break off this relationship. Uh, I knew the Lord was telling me to, but I, I can, you could say I felt stuck. But at the same time, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit, how he leads us. So he's leading me the whole time on courage. I even was with my grandmother one time. We were doing a radio broadcast. And I said, hey, if you ever need someone to fill in, because she was talking about how busy she was. I said, if you ever need someone to fill in, I can talk about courage. But the thing is, Pastor Carrot, courage wasn't a message for the radio audience. It was a message for me. I am like a minister. I don't preach messages for people. I live them for myself. The Holy Spirit directs me, and I preach it out of an experience, something that the Lord showed me. Um, so I, I needed courage. I was getting pulled, you know, from the enemy for sure. You know, I always tell people this deceiving is deceiving. You know, the enemy doesn't come at you with red horns and a pinchfork. No, he'll, he'll try to lure you. He'll, you know, tempt you. And I, and I was being pulled and I needed help. No one around my family knew um, what I was experiencing. You know, my family, I, I love my family, you know, but they're all busy. They're in ministry. They're doing their own thing. And sometimes, you know, those uh, talks that you naturally, you think you could have, I, you don't have. And, uh, and I need, I was, I had to cry in my heart because they didn't know what I was going through. And, and, uh, and I was being, I was being tempted and, uh, and I, I, I knew God was telling me to make this decision. So I'm studying courage all the time, but then I had this heavenly encounter. I was in my room and I was just worshiping the Lord. I was actually sitting on my couch. I was worshiping the Lord. 
had my eyes closed and I opened up. I felt the best way I could describe it. I felt just a presence and anointing, like how we experience when we're worshiping the Lord. I felt his peace. I just felt that anointing from the Lord. And I opened my eyes and I saw two angels. One angel is right in front of me, super close. The other angel is off to the side. And the one that was really close was grabbing something. And it was, I looked and it was the other angel off to the side. It was holding like a stack of papers. And that I saw that one angel really close grabbing this piece of paper and putting it on my chest. I looked down like this. I saw it form my chest. The best way I could describe it, it was like wet, like paper mache. I felt it go in me. Next thing you know, I'm in a place. And I knew it wasn't me there in my room on the couch. I was in a place and I was I was walking and I even tell people I tested it. I walked to the left. I walked to the right. I said, God, what I'm thinking, what's going on here? But I remember walking around this place. I felt peace. I knew it was heaven. I felt peace. I felt joy. I felt like I could, I had a desire to learn more about the Lord. I was happy. You know, when I wasn't making that decision, like I needed to break off that relationship, it, it, it bore on me. I was, I, I wasn't, I didn't have joy. I was, uh, you know, grieving the Holy Spirit. I knew I wasn't doing the right thing, but I felt such freedom and liberty. And I went to a classroom. I, I walked around. I saw this door open. I walked to this door. I went to a classroom. I saw people uh, seated, about 50 people. They're all already seated down, seated down. And I, one seat was available. It was in the front row. I thought this, I don't want to sit in the front row. This is the only spot left. I sat down the front row. I saw right by the door that I just walked through, I saw a huge angel, about 12 feet tall, very serious, very composed, just looking around. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? I remember looking behind me, I saw a lady. Uh, I looked right at her. I still remember what her face looks like. And then I looked back and I looked straight ahead. I saw this marker board. I saw this door and this door opened up and here came the uh, teacher. And the teacher came out with joy, Pastor Carrick, full of love, happy. And I knew, no one told me, I just knew in my spirit, this is King David. I knew this is David. And he said, today, he was all excited. He said, today, I'm going to teach you on, and when he said it, he wrote it at the same time. He wrote courage, and he wrote it in purple. And I, and I saw that. So here I'm having a class taught by King David on courage. Um, a books were passed out to me by the angel, uh, a test. I knew that angel was his guardian angel. That think about that, that angel that went through all the battles with him and watched over him. And I, and I, and I saw him, he passed out the books. He passed out a test. I remember looking at the test. It was multiple choice. And I say, thank God for multiple choice, about seven or eight pages thick. And then class was over. I, I walked out, I grabbed my stuff. I'm walking out the angel. As I'm walking through the door, the angel hands me something. I don't know what it is. I looked at it kind of like, what is this? Then David came behind me, put his arm around me. So full of joy, happy. And he said, let me tell you what that is. He said, those books in your hand are not yours yet. But while you're here, Everything you're going to highlight, only your eyes are going to see it, and it's going to be in pure gold. But he, and, I, and I'm not sure the significance of that, but that's what he told me. 
So I remember walking around, he told me a test is coming up. Actually, right when the class was over, he yelled, a test is coming. So I ended up going into another classroom about numbers. Uh, and I went to the, this classroom set up completely different. I saw the teacher, but I don't know who he was. I didn't get by the spirit who this teacher was, but they were learning about, we were learning about the number eight. And, and the teacher said this, all numbers in the Bible are not there just to be there, but they all have a significant meaning. And today we're going to learn about one of those numbers. And that number is the number eight. So I remember seeing the paper passed out to me with the number eight and you had to identify the number eight. I just like now, if someone would give me the number eight and tell me that what this means, I'd have no idea. But I remember ask, raising my hand and here came the teacher holding the word of God, helping me. This teacher looked like he had wisdom. He had a, like a long beard and droopy clothes, long flowy clothes. And, and that was it. After that, I was back in my body where I was at. Um, and I felt different. I felt an impartation of courage, I felt an impartation of boldness. And because of that, I made my decision. I made that decision to break off that relationship I was in because it would have literally uh, took me down a whole different path that wouldn't be ministry. It would have been a path of, uh, you know, steal, kill, and destroy. I truly believe that. And I made that decision. And I heard the voice of the Lord audibly. After I made that decision, I heard this. Brandon, you passed the test. The test wasn't on paper. The test was you making that decision and you passed. Thank God I passed the test. Yeah. That's good. I, I saw the paper. But I knew it wasn't that I thought it was multiple choice. It wasn't yeah. that test. It was me making that decision. And that number eight, Pastor Carrick, means new beginning. God's covenant with us. And I knew it was the Lord speaking to me. He said, Brandon, this is your new beginning. You're not going to be like the old Brandon like you were before. But it's going to be your new beginning of walking in the courage I've called you to walk in. And it's not just for then. It's for now. It's for all of us that we need to walk in this courage. I need courage today more than I ever have before. Do what God's called me to do. And there's been times, you know, where I've really had to have courage. But thank God I saw that classroom. Thank God I passed the test. But heaven, it's not just for me just to experience that. It's like heaven. It's a message from heaven. The Lord wants me to let people know, hey, courage is very serious in heaven. There's a class on it. God wants his sons and his daughters to walk in courage and to not, if they haven't before, to walk in this new beginning and knowing that we have a covenant with God. He'll said, he said, he'll never leave us nor forsake us because of that. We can have courage. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. You know, like you're saying, it wasn't a paper test. It's actually a test in life. And I know a lot of people who are listening right now, you know, tests are part of life and they may have a test coming up that God's been telling them to do something and they've been struggling yeah. with that. And um, can you pray for them that they will have courage to make that decision to follow the path that God has for them? Like you said, the Hebrew word, Derek, there's a path for each and every one of us. And can you pray that they have courage to stick to that path and go forward into the next phase of what God has for them? Yes, I'd be honored. Lord, I thank you for the people watching. I know it's no coincidence, no accident that they're watching, that they're tuning in to this uh, broadcast right now. And Lord, I thank you, Father God, for courage from heaven. I thank you, Lord, that you're strengthening your people, that you are with us, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I pray for courage to make the right decisions. Pray for courage to break bad habits, to break addictions, things that you know it's not 
uh, right, but your mind saying, oh, it's okay, I can do this, I can do that. No, you know it's not right. And I pray for that courage right now to make that decision, to get on God's path for you, the best in life. The little foxes spoil the vine. There'll be no little foxes, no little things that you're trying to cater or get away with. No, I pray for courage from this moment forward to break that off in the name of Jesus. The anointing of God destroys every stronghold. And I thank you for the anointing to break it off and the courage for them to walk in it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can find all of those interviews on our Faith Plus app under Faith in the Morning, as well as on our Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Have a wonderful day. Know that something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God bless.